It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time to grab your broomsticks and sweep out the trash. The Dolphins in Week 15 amidst a slew of injuries reminding us all that this is not merely just the same old Dolphins. Dolphins winning 30 to nothing at home against the New York Jets, bouncing back from that Monday night football collapse in week 14. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team. Every day here on the Locked On Network, I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Club Dub. The Dolphins have played 14 games. The Dolphins are 4-10. and 10. The Dolphins with the sweep of their second AFC East opponent on the season, sweeping the New York Jets. And alas, a collective sigh of relief, I think, is the first place that my mind goes when I think about this football game. And obviously, Jalen Phillips with the torn Achilles, Jerome Baker on injured reserve. Uh, You think about the interior offensive line with Connor Williams with the torn ACL suffered last week and Isaiah Wynn, who you lost against Philadelphia earlier in the season. And then, oh, by the way, on top of that, Tyreek Hill goes through this whole pregame process. He's going to make the decision. He's out there running routes. He looks really good. Soul Runner posts a graphic with Cheetah on it versus Sauce Gardner. We've seen him in 101 on Fortnite. What about on the gridiron? Everybody's going crazy. Tyreek Hill, inactive. Javon Holland, last you saw him against the Jets, he had the Hail Mary, the Fail Mary pick six. A couple of sore knees, two sprained MCLs he revealed this week. Thought you'd get him back based on the inactives or, or based on the elevations from the practice squad. Javon Holland, inactive. Xavier Howard out there before the game, going through his pregame process after suffering a hip injury against Tennessee. Inactive for the game. Robert Hunt working through his second issue with a hamstring this season. He doesn't play. You just had this laundry list of players that for the Dolphins, you're looking at 10 out of your primary 22 starters at one point in the season 
weren't suiting up for this football game. And I would be lying if I said I, too, was not anxious and nervous going into this football game because the Jets had just had a, a big momentum win last week. You hear the buzz about Aaron Rodgers going to be cleared to play, cleared for contact. Next week, if the Jets stay alive and stave off playoff elimination, are they going to be motivated to play the game? Deshaun Elliott's in concussion protocol, so you don't have either safety. You're missing Davian Howard on the back end, so you're missing 60% of your starting secondary in the nickel. You're missing your best pass rusher. You're missing your green dot player at linebacker. You're missing your entire interior throw in the offensive line against Quinn Williams and company. Like, yeah, there's a lot of storylines going in, especially after a December loss that was a crushing defeat. That, man, you, you did come into this game a little bit and you were just a little apprehensive. Because the Dolphins have done this in the past. They did it as recently as last year when they went on a skid of games. And the Dolphins are here to tell you, this is not... The same old Dolphins. And I understand it's the New York Jets. I understand the New York Jets are not the best versions of themselves that they are ever going to be. I understand the now five and nine New York Jets uh, are a team that has ample issues. But the Dolphins came out and they took control of this game early. They only had 290 yards of offense, but they averaged more than five yards per play. It was a clock control game. They possessed the ball for 36 minutes in a warm South Florida day. They held the Jets to 103 yards of offense. They sacked them. They sacked Jets quarterbacks a billion times. Riley Chubb has two forced fumbles. He is leading the league in forced fumbles. Jalen Waddle, in the absence of Tyreek Hill, everybody on the, the 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 network televisions before the game. Uh, I think this is it's it's too Tyreek Hill centric of an offense. Mike McDaniel can't coach offense if he doesn't have time. What are we talking about? Genuinely. Like, yeah, I get Monday was crazy last week. But it really just torn everybody's brains to mush. Mike McDaniel doesn't know how to coach an offense. Mike McDaniel doesn't know how to scheme plays without Tyreek Hill. Please. Please. Jalen Waddell. All of the slander of Jalen Waddell this season for the drops and being banged up. And, and lo and behold, Jalen Waddle was banged up early in this game. And he comes back in and he finishes on nine targets for eight receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown, including a 60-yard bomb. To a tongue of a low, he's toast without Tyreek. He can't play. Finishes 21-24 for 224 yards, 9.3 yards average, one touchdown, pass rating of 120. Seems like a pretty good day at the office to me for not having Tyreek Hill and being totally dependent on one player. I think what your, your observation is as far as the Dolphins, I do feel like they are a team that struggles to pivot off of their game plan throughout the week when in-game injuries force you to do something different. Because it feels like there's so much specificity with every look and every rep and every play and every role within it that it does feel like when the Dolphins do occur an, an injury in the game, that's when they struggle to redirect and pivot and adjust appropriately. You think about the Philadelphia game with the offensive line injuries. You think about the Tennessee game and how herky-jerky that was offensively for you. Yeah, I mean, you had Austin Jackson leave at one point in this game. 
Sounds like that was precautionary. Thank goodness Liam Eikenberg and Teron Armstead are able to dress. Well, the Dolphins run the ball 28 times. They end up running the ball more times than they throw the the ball. It's a beautiful life. They didn't have a ton of success on the ground. They only averaged 2.8 yards per carry. Now, Mike White had two kneel downs. So it's technically 26 for 79. Not that that makes it any better from an, an average perspective. It's still not good. 79 divided by 26. I'm a math guy. I'm not really a math guy. It's just about three yards carry. Very little of Jeff Wilson, which I was surprised by. Raheem Mostert, doing Raheem Mostert things, some chunk gains. Had a lot of nice plays that were pulled back by penalties, it felt like, in this game. I know Julian Hill got popped for a holding. Austin Jackson got popped for a holding on a throw to Jalen Waddle. So it could have been better offensively for you. But is anybody going to turn their nose up by winning this game by 30 points? I hope not. And all the sky is falling worry words from the past week will say, Oh, it's just the Jets. It's just the Jets. And maybe you're right. But what I do know is that where this season goes from here, there's a lot on the tape. I want to talk a little bit more about the scheme redemption for Miami showcasing that this is not just a group that is so um, desperately dependent on one player. I think the Dolphins did some really nice things, and we will get into that next here on this Victory Monday Club Dub episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion with a B professionals which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that it can be challenging to have the right time and resources for your hiring process. And thankfully with LinkedIn, their process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker than before. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We all like to play fantasy football, but there's always that one annoying guy or girl in the league who you just cannot stand. He's the guy that brings up the analytics for his trades, his summer draft research. He's the guy you have to beat every single year. You know who I'm talking about. Let's just call him Drew, hypothetically. Every league has a Drew. You know what else Drew does? Drew brings weak tortilla chips to a tailgate. The kind that snap right in half when you're scooping guacamole or trying to get that last bit of salsa out of the bottom of the bowl. For someone who claims to be the master of trades, he still hasn't made the trade for a better tortilla chip. You see, Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips believes in two things. Chips are meant to be sturdy, and Drew doesn't know the difference between a strong chip and a wet paper towel. Their chips are cut from whole tortillas the authentic way, the right way to give them the strength to lift the heftiest dips and are fried to a corny crisp suitable for any dip at any tailgate. So this football season, don't be a Drew. Choose Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, available at all Publix locations in the deli section. Be a winner. Eat Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips. Dolphins coming up big here. Um, I, I really was so relieved to see the Dolphins find the right balance 
it felt like with this football game as far as the New York Jets and their defense and how they choose to attack you. And week 15 for Tua Tungvaloa was not the sexiest of spray charts as far as where they threw the football. There was an acknowledgement on the spray chart. A lot of throws behind the line of scrimmage, but they still made some hay in the intermediate area of the field in between the hashes. And you hit one shot vertically to pop this game wide open. And we talked the last time the Dolphins played the Jets. Jalen Waddle got one on Sauce Gardner and Tyreek Hill got one on DJ Reed. Slot fades. And we talked about the fade routes and the in-rhythm nature of those throws and how they were going to be essential for the Dolphins to help keep the top popped off this defense, uh, opposing defenses, throughout the course of the rest of the season. Now, Miami, from a game plan perspective, a lot of screens, a lot of perimeter quick-hitting throws, getting the ball into your playmaker's hands, be that Devon Achan, be that Tyreek Hill, be that Braxton Bears. And, and these guys caught some balls uh, outside the hashes, outside the numbers as well that were critical receptions. Braxton Barrios had that excellent leaping reception along the right sideline that I think was an embodiment of exactly what I'm talking about. And that was one of the key receptions that Tua hit. That was to his right. That was 12, 13 yards downfield outside the numbers. That was only one of only two throws that he hit in this game outside the numbers down the field to that degree. The other one being the touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle. So you picked and chose your spots. It was like a boxing match. You bob and weave, you bob and weave, you bob and weave. We're going to keep the pocket clean. Now, Tua was sacked three times. I'm glad we could put that conversation to bed about if you sack Tua three times, the Dolphins lose a game. They haven't had any success doing that. Sometimes the quick passing game can serve as the extension of the running game that you need, and that's exactly what you saw the Dolphins do in this game while acknowledging we don't really have the offensive line availability right now to feel like we can hold up. We really know that the Jets are going to try to load the box. We don't have Tyreek Hill. It's going to change the defensive structure that teams are going to give us from a coverage perspective. And the Dolphins took what was available to them all throughout the game. I thought Tua Tungvalo was judicious with the football. We did have one year miss on a throw over the middle to Cedric Wilson that, that probably would have been broken up even if uh, the defender had a better shot to catch the football. Very unaggressive as far as targets into tight window throws in accordance to uh, next-gen stats, the aggressiveness percentage. You know, Will Levis this week, 30% of his targets on 26 attempts were in tight windows. Aiden O'Connell, 26%. Nick Mullins, 24%. Joe Flacco, 20%. Bailey Zappi, Trevor Simeon, 19%. Russell Wilson, 19%. Tua Tungvaloa, 8%. Only a handful of players, including Gardner Minshew, Bryce Young, Sam Howell, Patrick Mahomes, Easton Stick, Baker Mayfield, that had less targets that went into aggressive windows. So Miami was very self-aware and selective. Now, when you play other teams of a higher degree who are going to stress you more offensively than having 100 yards of offense, which is somehow worse than what they did the first time they played the Dolphins, you're going to have to have more at your disposal. This was when you combine what we talked about first, the injuries that were beforehand, the opponent that you had, the game that you had last week, and the opportunity to recalibrate, get back on the field. 
this was a game that you came into hoping the Dolphins would survive, and they dominated. You don't have to do more when the game script goes like that. And not every game script's going to go like that. I promise you the playoffs game scripts won't, would not go like that either. But that's okay because Xavier Howard will be back. Javon Holland will be back. And Deshaun Elliott will be back. And Jerome Baker's probably going to be back. And Robert Hunt's going to be back. You're going to get all of these reinforcements. Tyreek Hill's going to be back. Casually, six significant players, each of which respectively changes how you can play defensively or offensively. So you had a motivated team coming off a big win at home. You're down in the dumps. And instead of folding, you punch them in the mouth. You punch the bullies in the mouth. And that's, you know, for last I checked, the 85 Bears didn't give up a whole lot of 30-point games. The Dolphins got two of them against this Jets defense, but I digress. That's neither here nor there. You did it without your best weapon offensively. You did it with arguably without your second-best offensive lineman that you have left at your disposal right now, Robert Hunt. I couldn't be more happy with the way that the Dolphins rebounded from their performance late in the game against Tennessee. I will say, I will say it does make what happened against Tennessee sting a little bit more too. Because you're now coming out of this week, you could have been 11-3. and three, Which regardless of what happens with Baltimore tonight, it's Sunday night. Uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It could have put you, regardless, the game out in front of the entire field in the AFC with three games left to play. Or it could have you could have been tied, where if, if Baltimore wins tonight, you're a game behind them, even though you still play them head-to-head. And it makes your magic number for this Division One. Now, as I'm recording this, there's 10 minutes left in the third quarter. The Bills are up 18 points on Dallas at home. Now that sets the stage for Dallas. If they get punched in the mouth and then they got to travel to South Florida and Miami gets some of these guys back that we've been talking about, you get pretty excited about what a win can look like. Had you beat Tennessee, that's a, that's a division clinching win. You don't have that now. You need Buffalo to lose because the magic number's two. So if Buffalo wins tonight, the clinching scenarios are as such. You win two of the next three games or you win the last one. That's it. Unless the Bills do you a favor somewhere and drop one along the way. They play the Chargers and the Pats between now and then once they finish with Dallas. Dolphins held up their end of the bargain tonight or today or yesterday, depending on when you're listening. But the redemption comes surpassing last year's win total in week 15, putting yourself in a position to effectively clinch a playoff spot, they, they're at now 95% in a vacuum regardless of any other outcome for any other team. If they finish 10-7 and seven with the amount of wins that they have right now, you're almost guaranteed a playoff spot. The Dolphins will probably have some uh, playoff clinching scenarios next week. I would imagine that they will. Because this wild card race is still looking pretty crowded. But Miami at 10 is a great place to be with three to play. Now, from here, the Dolphins have a chance to slam the door shut on this division, which would be easier had you not tripped up last week, but you did. They did what they needed to do to alleviate concerns about what that looks like. 
when they get a chance to get back on the horse against Dallas next. Now, we have some historical context for this Dolphins performance uh, that we're going to talk about to bring this Victory Monday episode of Locked on Dolphins to close, so stick with us. The weather outside may be cooling down, but the NFL deals stay hot over on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. It's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So the Dolphins in Club Dub. And some of these numbers are going to come courtesy of the Miami Dolphins communications department uh, that help put this performance individually and otherwise in proper perspective. So just be aware that a lot of these numbers that are going to get thrown at you here, some of which are kind of eye-opening or courtesy of the Dolphins communications department. The Dolphins did not allow rushing first down today for the first time since September 24th, 2017. It's only the ninth time in team history that that has happened. The last time that it happened in September 2017, it also happened against dot, 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 the Jets. <laughs> the Dolphins have won 13 of their last 16 games against the New York Jets. Uh, it was tied for the fourth fewest yards total by the Jets in any game in their franchise history, 103 yards of offense. 103 yards of offense is the second lowest amount of yards that the Dolphins defense has allowed to an opponent in franchise history behind only the 1973 team against the Buffalo Bills in that stretch of games where the Dolphins won every game against the Buffalo Bills for a decade, 20 straight games. That 73 defense is the only one that gave up less yards in a game than the Dolphins did today. And you got to go back to 71 and 66 for their next two lowest performances as well. Raheem Mostert, 20 touchdowns. Uh, he's the first Dolphins player since Jay Ajayi, or Dolphins runner. Oh, Dolphins player. Since Jay Ajayi in 2016 to score a touchdown in four consecutive games. He's the third undrafted player since the NFL-AFL merger in 1967 to have 20-plus touchdowns in a season joining Austin Eckler and Priest Holmes. Incredible stuff from uh, Raheem Mostert, respectively. This is the third time the past decade Dolphins have won at least 10 games. The others came in 2016 and 2020. 2016, the Dolphins made it as a uh, wild card team, went to Pittsburgh and lost in a playoff game. And in 2020, they missed the playoff somehow because of that's so Dolphins. It's neither here nor there. Uh, 10 and 4 for the first time since 2000. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. 
Second time in history, the team has won three games by 30-plus points in the same season. The other was 1971. Miami won by week three, or won by 50 in week three, 30 against Washington, and 30 again today. And we already mentioned that Bradley Chubb now leads the NFL with six forced fumbles this season. These are just some of the numbers that are coming out after this game, which was just a tremendous effort. Shout out to Brandon Jones. Uh, when you came into this game and you knew Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland were down and Xavier Howard was down, a little anxious about Brandon Jones and Elijah Campbell is too safety value. Elijah Campbell made a really nice pass breakup along the sideline down the field too. But Brandon Jones with two picks, are you kidding me? He had one career pick coming into this game. Uh, really impressive stuff from him. Uh, where he's getting an opportunity to go high point the football and attack the ball in the air. Uh, I thought the return game did some really nice stuff. Braxton Barris had some really nice work in punt returns. Uh, he averaged over 13 yards of return on four returns in this game. The sack effort in general, Jets quarterbacks were sacked six times, lost 56 yards. So the Jets had 37 pass attempts and finished with 80 net passing yards in this contest. Um, there was one point at, at the end of the first half, the Jets were averaging like 0.1 yards per play. Just astronomical stuff. Astronomical effort. And Jets players after the game spent quite a bit of time talking about how the Jets were out-schemed and out-efforted by the Miami Dolphins. It won't be like this every week. Guarantee. I could guarantee you that. But you now have an opportunity to use this as the springboard. This was your get-right opportunity. You didn't survive it. You aced it with flying colors. As complete of a victory as the Dolphins have played this season, and they did it without half of their best 11 from either side of the football from the beginning of the season. So put some of these, quite frankly, stupid narratives to bed. Mike McDaniel can't call an offense without Tyreek Hill the lack of proper perspective on, on what the heck is going on with, with Tua Tungvaloa as a football player without Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill merchant, all that stuff. Stop. Please. And Dolphins fans, relax. Guys talked crazy all week. Dolphins are going to lose out. Fire Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, the end of the season, restart. Like We all went through some stuff. And I'm sitting here reading it, trying not to take part in it, trying not to open up my mouth. Was I a little anxious before the game? Yeah. But not like that. And the Dolphins showed us why this is a team that you should still feel plenty optimistic about, even amidst the challenges that they faced out of that game against Tennessee. Do you lament the missed opportunity? As a fan, yes. As a team, you can't. You got Dallas next. Dallas now uh, down 21 points to Buffalo with two minutes left in the third quarter as I'm recording this. They're getting their teeth kicked in. You certainly would like to think if Buffalo can bring the wood to Dallas like this, Miami can get up for this football game, get some talent back, and Miami can make a real nice run at trying to collect themselves win number 11 next week against Dallas. We will be there for the buildup to the game. we got to break down the tape here the next couple of days here on Locked on Dolphins. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins because it is your team every day. I'm Kyle Krabs. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make yourselves cozy. We're back in club dub. The Dolphins 10 and 4, leading the AFC East. 
Three games left to play. It's exciting times for the Miami Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Lockout Dolphins. I'll see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.